Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shocker around the world. Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boys, David Crockett, and Lee. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. And I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Sunday, Sunday, November 13th, 2022. All right. How's everybody doing out there today? I hope you're having a splendiferous uh, Sunday. Uh, We had some early morning football. For those of you in the free state of Florida, and if you happen to be a Buccaneers fan, uh, you're welcome. Right. At any rate, um, <laughs> so I have to I have to let you in on a little inside baseball here. So, um, okay, so uh, in Florida this morning, me and me and Christopher J. McGillicuddy, executive producer of uh, the D Tom Show, uh, the the voice seldom heard but still here, still here in spirit and in texture. Right? Texture? Is that good? Yeah, whatever. Anyway. Um, so working out, you know, blah, blah, blah. What are you going to do today? I'm going to mow the yard. Probably going to come home and mow the yard. And then it was at this point that it started to pour. So it was around 9 o'clock this morning. I was like, well, I guess I'm not mowing. I guess I'll go ahead and do a show today. What are you going to do a show about? Well, I have a slew. Uh, well, I have one topic that I want to talk about. But it's going to cover a few days. It's going to be much like the Bush crime family in the sense that uh, I'm going to ramble on for about five or six. No, I'm joking. Um... I don't know how many shows it's going to be. I don't want to sit there and tell you it's going to be one, two, three, five, you know, whatever. Uh, so I had all this laid out. I'm doing some reading when I got home from the gym. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm going to talk about. This is how I'm going to do it. Today's going to start day one, yada, yada, yada. Because, you know, I don't really like to jump into a lot of topical discussions because it's probably stuff you've already heard on other podcasts. So I'm trying to break away from doing the everyday what everyone else is talking about. But the beauty of doing a podcast on my time, thus the moniker of the show, I'm just a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast, I usually try to do the show either Sunday or Monday, and then I follow up with a Wednesday and Friday show. Um, and the reason I do either mon- Sunday or Monday is because you're generally not going to listen to it till Monday anyway. So it really depends on when, you know, when I feel like sitting here and doing it. Like if I had done yard work today, I would have done a show. 
is what I'm getting at. But with that being said, I'm literally getting ready. I'm like, okay, I'm getting ready. I'm going to go ahead and start recording. Now, this was probably about an hour ago. It's 2.30 right now on Sunday afternoon. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and get ready. And it was about at this point where I got a barrage of text from the executive producer of the DTOM show, Mr. Christopher J. McGillicuddy. Uh, so I'm like, what are these texts? What is? What do we got going on here? So I start reading. Now, all this stuff is stuff that was breaking between yesterday afternoon and this morning. So <laughs> I was like, well, damn it. I'm going to have to do the show on this stuff. And the reason that is, is as much as I try to not worry about doing topical stuff, Biden sucks, DeSantis won, Trump's still here, uh, Democrats cheated, you know, uh, surprise, surprise, uh, voting machines fucked up in Arizona and Wisconsin and wherever else, right? Nothing to see here. Um, I didn't really care to talk about that. I'd rather talk about the, the why we're here today, what led us up to this day, what led us up to these paths. But with this breaking news, I figured I'd break it out now and uh, before you heard it on Tucker Carlson or Dan Bongino or Pasobic or whatever other podcast you might listen to because I'll tell you this, a lot of what I have to read on is not from MSNBC or CNN or Fox News or The Wall Street or New York Post or whatever. These are... These are random bloggers. Now, I don't want to say random like some dude in his mom's basement coming up with an idea of what happened. These are actual events that actually happened this weekend, actually this past week. No one is talking about them. Why? And, and I'll ask that question again as the show goes on. But just remember, why isn't the mainstream media talking about this? Why is it your independent journalists that are bringing these situations up? And I was listening to a podcast, and for life me, I can't tell you exactly who it was, so I'm not trying to be, I think it might have been the Sam Tripoli uh, tinfoil hat show, if you've ever listened to it. If you haven't, you should. It's, it's pretty good. I mean, I, not all of his shows are something I would listen to, but he does have topics here and there that are interesting. But nonetheless, he had said something in one of his shows where he says a lot of your news nowadays comes from people like us people and I'm not just talking about podcasters but um independent journals like I'm not beholden to any one entity I'm not sponsored by you know Bausch and Loam or whatever and I've got to kind of if they come knocking on the door hey you know you can't talk about this that and the other thing or we're going to take your sponsorship we, we, there is no sponsorship I'm my sponsorship yes I have Redcon one yes I have uh, Christian Lawson watches. Yes, I have these things, but realistically, uh, the only way I make any money from those entities is if you guys purchase from them. So it's not like they're a paid sponsorship of the show. It's not like I'm sponsored by Johnson and Johnson. This portion of the show is brought to you by Johnson and Johnson. You know, it's not like that. So I can say whatever the fuck I want because I pay for this, right? So with that being said, uh, we're going to get into the crux of this show. And the, show, the title of this show is going to be The Fall of the Crypto Cabal. And before we get into that, I do want to mention our other sponsor of the show, Christian Lawson Watches. 
Um, check them out at christianlawson.com. Make sure you use promo code DTOM at checkout uh, to get 30% off your purchase price. Check them out, guys, please. It's almost Christmas time. You got enough time. Buy your watch, buy your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend, whatever. Watch. Check them out, christianlawson.com. Promo code DTOM. Check them out. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So, what I'm going to tell you is probably going to get me killed. No, I'm joking. I mean, whatever. I don't care. Um, during the course of this show, especially since February of this year, we have pondered the question, whether it's me on the show by myself or the shows that where Chris was involved, whether it was a, uh, a Skype show or whatever, we have pondered the question to you guys and especially the questions always come out whenever you hear about funding going to the Ukraine for this, you know, so-called war, right? We've talked about different scenarios. What is this war really about? What is really going on? We don't, we don't know anything about what is actually going on because none of us are there. Is this a wag the dog situation? Is Russia really invading? Is it really as bad? Obviously, I mean, I can't see... I, I shouldn't even say obviously, because obviously we don't really know. Even the stuff we see on TV, we don't really know. Um, so, whatever, whatever. The fact of the matter is this. We do know for a fact that our government, and I'm not worried about the rest of this world, whatever, 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 whatever other country is sending to Ukraine is their problem. Okay, I don't give a shit about any other country in this world. This is called don't tread on America. This isn't don't tread on the world. I mean, ultimately what happens here happens everywhere. But nonetheless, we're worried about ourselves, right? So we know for a fact that in this country since February, we have given Ukraine billions upon billions of dollars, right? And we don't even know what the actual number is at it's probably i think it's upwards of 40 50 billion dollars right between now of course we're told between um cash assistance and um you know product utilities uh whether it's arms or fighters or tanks or whatever but however you want to disperse the money is whatever the fact of the matter is there's been bill upon bill that's been passed through congress uh, for billions of dollars. Uh, there was the one back in March earlier this year, 13 point something billion dollars to Ukraine. There was one more recently, another billion, one point whatever billion dollars. And it's always every month or every couple of maybe four to six weeks, there's another billion, here's another five billion, here's another 10 billion, here's another whatever. And it just sneaks through. And it's never just a straight up package for Ukraine. It's not like here's, X amount of dollars for Ukraine. It's usually tied in amongst some COVID bullshit or some, you know, whatever. And that's how they hide the money going to Ukraine by saying uh, this is a bill for, uh, you know, economic, you know, whatever. And if you don't sign it, if you were nasty Republicans out there, don't sign it. Well, it's because you hate this country. And a lot of the Republicans do sign it because either they're not reading the bill or they're part of the situation that I'm going to get into. So, 
Um, <laughs> in in doing research, it's it's interesting. Chris can send me literally two, three, four, five, whatever text. Now, granted, most of the text are from different entities, but are all basically the same thing. So then you start searching. Now, mind you, I don't do anything on my computer that I do the show on, mainly because it's a Google search, um, Google Chrome, whatever. So, obviously, I'm going to be restricted by what I can actually find, so I have to use my phone where I have the duck uh, situation there. And you you find more stuff, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Anyway, so, FTX. Have you heard of the company FTX? Um, I guess I should do this here. FTX um, Crypto. Okay, so FTX Crypto. I'll just give you the, the uh, basics. So FTX Crypto Exchange, uh, built by traders for everyone. Buy and sell Bitcoin, uh, fiat currency, U.S. dollars. It's, a, it's essentially FTX is a trading company. Okay, now it was started by um, some college kids and, um, you know, whatever, whatever. You know, I think people were calling him the next Bill Gates and the next this. And then he's a relatively young guy. Okay, so whatever. That kind of really has nothing to do with the story other than this. FTX was a massive money laundering slush fund for the Democrats. And uh, apparent self-hack in progress to drain all assets. So... um. There is a uh, some breaking news out today in the crypto space. First, um, the takedown of FTX by Binance was a strategic blow to the crystal, uh, crystal <laughs> crypto cabal run by globalists and Dems who set up FTX as a money laundering slush fund to finance Democrat elections and you know who knows what else. Sam Bankman Freed. Um, now the now discredited CEO of, of FTX, which declared bankruptcy on Friday, this was just the 11th, had funneled tens of millions of dollars to the Democratic candidates in the middle or the midterm elections, including one Mr. John Fetterneck, I mean Fetterman, who narrowly quote unquote won over Dr. Oz. Um, as on CN CNNBC reported earlier this year, crypto billionaire says he could spend a record-breaking $1 billion in the 2024 election. Through FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried was the second largest donor to the Democratic candidates this year, only behind who one certain particular, the name that shall not be named, which, whatever, we'll name him because we don't give a fuck here at the D-Time Show. And I need to have my background music playing because I got, I got a situation. I got the dryer going on. I'm trying to make sure it doesn't come across. There we go. <laughs> All right. Where was I at? Yeah, stuff, right? <laughs> so um, second largest, just behind George Soros in terms of total dollars donated. Now think about this. George Soros, right? Everyone knows who this guy is. You know, of course, he's the name that shall not be named, but whatever, right? Uh, FTX was the brainchild of not just Sam Bankman-Fried, but his circle of close associates, all of whom have ties to East Coast academia, 
and all the deep state connections that go along with it. Um, Binance, on the other hand, is run by Chinese-Canadian CEO Chan Peng Zhou, otherwise known as CZ, and that's what we're going to refer to him as the rest of this because that's a hell of a name. The rival of FTX was routinely targeted by globalist media, Reuters, Forbes, you know, ABC, NBC, so on and so forth, um, in an effort to destroy Binance in the effort to make FTX the, or FTX the dominant player in crypto exchange space. This would have put FTX in a position to generate a billion dollars in donations every election cycle, outfunding Republican donors by a long shot. Now, Binance, it's, it's odd, you know, this is a Canadian-Chinese, now this is a gentleman who was born in China, uh, moved to Canadian, or Canada, Canadian, to Canada, so it's not like he's a whatever, he's a, he's, you know, moved, he's a, what do they call him, the, the not legal, legal alien, but you know, whatever, Im- immigrant, there you go. Um, Binance believes in freedom and liberty, while FTX represents corruption, globalism, and rigged elections. Binance's CZ, however, appears to be a mature, meticulous, and libertarian-minded individual who, despite his being born in communist China, seems to support libertarian concepts in money, crypto, and the freedom to transact. Furthermore, and this is where it gets interesting in this article I found here, because, well, you'll see. Furthermore, CZ recently stated he would like to work with Elon Musk on the new Twitter, positioning Binance as the default crypto uh, transaction system on the network. Fully knowing that Twitter is shifting toward allowing free speech of conservatives, Christians, and pro-liberty individuals, CZ has published his documents outlining his principles. Um, You can see that he is a mature, high-IQ individual who does not take insane risks in the crypto space. Now, before I read on here, it's very important to understand, here's a gentleman, uh, ran a similar company to FTX, right? So, we're alleging that FTX is in cahoots with the Democratic Party, right? Not any one particular candidate, just the whole DNC. FTX main rival, Binance, right, ran by CZ, he is trying to work with Elon Musk to help Twitter with finance, not financing, but um, like a PayPal type situation. Um, furthermore, while FTX's donations went to Democrats, Binance foc- focused donations on humanitarian efforts in Wuhan and Ukraine, among others. Focusing on bringing food, medical supplies, and emergency gear to the people, regardless of their politics. Now, notice humanitarian efforts to the Wuhan and in Ukraine, not to the governments of China and or the Ukraine. It was focusing on bringing food, medical supplies, and emergency gear, not uh, here's uh, a billion dollars, Zelensky, here's uh, you know a cache of guns, ammo, whatever. It was stuff that the people of these areas needed, not what the government of those cities or whatever areas needed. CZ is reported to be joining the board of Twitter as a quote-unquote favor to uh, Elon. Furthermore, CZ understands that the freedom to speak is essential to economic freedom and prosperity. 
Um, he goes on to say, free speech is a pre- prerequisite uh, for having freedom of money, which we are building for, said CZ, highlighting the importance of Twitter as a platform to voice opinions. Binance CEO CZ decision to invest $500 million in the social uh, media site took, to, uh, took the limelight. The second reason for the fund injunction is related to Binance's support for entrepreneurs. In CZ's word, with Elon at the helm, we believe Twitter will continue to grow and become an impactful platform for everyone. While globalists are trying to tear down Binance, CZ struck back against the journo terrorists, saying that Reuters was endangering the lives of children. Uh, this was reported by Protos.com. CZ clearly understands, in other words, how dangerous the global media cabal has become. Their so-called journo terrorist, as Reuters, AP, uh, NYC, MSNBC, etc., are all about destroying freedom, annihilating the human race with bioweapons and vaccines, and eliminating all competition to their power monopolies. CZ apparently stands against all of that, which means Binance is the anti-globalist platform for crypto. While FTX represents the corrupt money laundering globalist cabal, Binance is the adult in the room, while FTX is the corrupt cabal run by immature children who follow no ethics whatsoever. The fall of FTX is one huge accomplishment in the destruction of the globalist system. Binance and CZ are to be congratulated for this achievement, which wasn't even that difficult. It only took two tweets from CZ to bring down the entire FTX um, house of cards. Now, um, what, what does that all mean? I, I don't know. So what I want to do is play this. Now, this was from uh, Tucker Carlson Friday night. Okay, and I, and I don't really like to do this a whole lot, but I think it's, it's necessary to be done. Um, you guys have probably heard this past week a lot of pushback on Elon and Twitter, you know, you know his buyout of Twitter and, and whatever and what he may or may not do and so on and so forth. So uh, I, I'm just going to play this, this clip. It's just about two minutes long, and it's, uh, you'll hear Tucker Carlson go into a reporter asking uh, President Biden a question wants to let you speak you have no power but your voice and he wants to give it back to you they can't allow that so they're doing everything they can to destroy Elon Musk as a person before he can give you free speech hard to believe this is happening but it did today the FTC the Federal Trade Commission not supposed to be political now just a tool of the Biden administration threatened to investigate Musk Joe Biden for his part just suggests that Elon Musk might be a threat to national security Mr. President, do you think Elon Musk is a threat to U.S. national security? And should the U.S. and with the tools you have investigate his joint acquisition of Twitter with foreign governments, which include the Saudis? I think that Elon Musk's cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. You'll notice that in that brief moment of lucid thought, 
he giggled because he's thinking to himself, is Elon Musk a threat because of his relationship with foreign countries? Wait, I pressured the Ukrainian government to do business with my son and helped him with his business deals with China. <laughs> and now we're going after Elon Musk. Okay. What's interesting is even as they're threatening to arrest Elon Musk or whatever that just was, at the same time, Biden's Justice Department seems not very interested in a man called Sam Bankman-Fried. Why is that? Well, maybe because Bankman-Fried was the Democratic Party's second biggest donor this cycle, just over 30 thereabouts. But he came in right behind George Soros for the amount of money that he gave to Democrats. And he's friends with all of them. We're going to have a much longer piece on this soon because it's fascinating. But his crypto company just blew up destroyed a lot of people's net worth. Now, apparently, as his company was tanking, Bankman-Fried continued to send millions of dollars to the Democratic Party. So the question is, is that fraud? We don't know. But someone should be asking that question? No. No one seems to be. No warrant has been issued. Why? Well, because he's a political ally. He's not Elon Musk. Where is he? Well, we can't interview him because he's not in the country. Apparently, he's in the Bahamas. A source told Coindesk, quote, that the whole operation, the company that just blew up, was run by a gang of kids and the wants to live. So the interesting thing about that is this. Okay, so you heard him. They're touching on the story. And they're touching on the part where he blew up his company, right? Those are the words he used. Okay, so here's the thing. And I'm going to get to the part that's extremely inter interesting about all this. Like, you might be hearing this and be, okay, Don, what's the big deal? This dude donated to DNC. A lot of companies and, and rich people donate to both parties. Okay, true. <laughs> Let me read this little bit of this article. Then we're going to get to the interesting part. Okay, so the FTX apparently self-hack now underway with hundreds of millions looted. At this moment, an apparent, apparent self-hack, quote-unquote, is taking place on FTX which is draining hundreds of millions of dollars from users' accounts. The FTX app has self-updated and transformed to a Trojan horse that is draining users' accounts. The FTX website has become malware that installs Trojans onto users' computers. The astonishing chaos now taking place is being widely reported by CNBC. Um, so... They're reporting it as FTX has been hacked. Crypto disaster worsens as exchanges sees mysterious overflow exceeding $600 million. FTX officials appear to confirm rumors of the hack of the, on Telegram, instructing users to delete FTX apps and avoid its websites. The collapse of FTX, already one of the most spectacular disasters in financial history, worsened as hundreds of millions of dollars were drained from cryptocurrency exchanges hours after it filed for bankruptcy. Now, that's nothing, nothing to see here. You're the CEO, you and your buddies and your girlfriend are started this crypto McGillicuddy. You made millions and millions and millions of dollars. You donated money, whatever. But as soon as you went bankrupt by self-hacking yourself, now granted that hasn't been proven yet, now you've drained your, your customers' accounts for hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, hundreds of millions of dollars. More than $600 million was siphoned from FTX crypto wallets late Friday, soon after FTX stated on its official Telegram channel that it had been compromised, instructing users not to install any new updates and to, to delete FTX apps. It goes on to say, 
FTX has been hacked. FTX apps and malware. Delete them. Chat is open. Do not do not go on FTX site. It might have Trojans. Wrote an account administrator in the FTX support Telegram chat. The message was pinned by FTX general counsel Ryan Miller. The buzz across the net centers around suspicions that Sam Bankman and or his own current or former employees engineered this hack and have drained users' funds as they prepare to flee authorities and try to disappear now, like you heard Tucker just say. He's not even in the country, so he's already done that. Some analysts suspect that the entire thing has been a setup to try and destroy the credibility of all crypto so the SEC can justify, now this is important, can justify an aggressive crackdown on the crypto eco ecosystem. Either way, Sam Brinkman uh, Freed is a crook, and his $32 billion empire, Democratic slush fund, just got vaporized in a matter of days by Binance and the CZ. Now, isn't it convenient that this just happened days after the election? Okay. You have a company that has been in their words, vaporized by Binance and CZ, who is in cahoots or in whatever business, business dealings with Elon Musk and Twitter. Now they're going after Elon Musk. They can't necessarily go after the CZ guy because he's, he's Canadian, right? So you're going to go after Elon Musk and his acquisition of Twitter and his his uh, alliance with foreign governments. And of course, you saw, you heard in that piece, another uh, country, uh, Saudi. Well, of course, uh, Biden's got a sore spot in his, in his butt for Saudi because they dicked him on the, on the oil situation. Not that I blame them. I don't blame Saudi for doing what they did. That's fucking Biden's fault. There's no reason for us to even have to worry about Saudi Arabia, Arabia <laughs> opening up the, the valves and hooking us up with oil. We don't need them. We've got more than enough. We have more oil reserves under this country than they do in Saudi Arabia. Okay. All right, guys, that's all I got today. No, I'm joking. So, in another, as, as you search and you search. So, FTX, this is where it gets good, and this, this is why I say this, okay? We can say, big deal, you had a, a cryptocurrency funding hedge fund, whatever, uh, you, you risk it. That's your risk. You put, you know, a hundred dollars in to buy, or, you know, you put, I shouldn't say hundred dollars. You put a hundred thousand dollars in to buy cryptocurrency and you lost it. That's your problem. That's the risk of, of doing that stuff. That's, a, you know, same thing with the stock market. You buy, you know, a hundred shares of a company and they crash. That's your problem. That's, you know, your dealings. It's not about that. It's not about the crash. It's about the alleged hack. The CEO and his buddies haul ass. Uh, and it's not even necessarily about them giving money to the DNC. It's why they gave money to the DNC or how they got the money to give to the DNC. And this might explain some of it. FTX was a Democrat money laundering operation with Wall Street dark money and PSYOP 19 quote-unquote pandemic ties. The story of the scam was FTX is, was going to be an epic, was going to be epic when discovery takes place for all of upcoming trials. In the meantime, here are some of the latest facts about the crypto Ponzi exchange. A true scandal is opening for the Biden administration. 
and this is this is going to be a timeline of of a lot of people involved. On April 25th, 2019, Biden announces his presidential campaign. 13 days later, Sam Bankman-Fried, son of Barbara Fried, who is a Stanford professor and co-founder of political fundraising organization Mind the Gap, launches um, launches a hashtag FTX crypto exchange. The exchange is magically an overnight success. SBF, that's we'll just call him, uh, so we'll say Sam Bankman, uh, becomes biggest donor to Biden. Election day, FTX implodes uh, completely. If you can possibly think that this scandal is done, <laughs> that's just the beginning. Gabe Bankman-Fried, brother to Sam, um, also a Jane Street trader, is founder of the Guardian Against Pandemics. He was a legislative correspondent for the House U.S. of Representatives and an advisor to large political donors in the uh, Democratic Party. The family, Aunt Linda Freed, is a WEF member on the Global Agenda Council on Aging. The father, Joseph Bankman, is a Stanford professor who has lobbied on behalf of hedge fund managers before Congress, um, FTX head of ventures, and commercial at FTX Ventures, Amy Wu, started with the Clinton Foundation years ago. Nishad Singh, FTX Director of Engineering, has spent over $8 million for Democratic candidates. And finally, Obama's Committee Futures Trading Commissioner, Mark Wetgen, was literally the head of FTX policy and regulations. So the former uh, Committee... Um, Futures and Trade Commissioner is the head of FTX policy and regulation. Reports were the organization wanted to spend over a billion dollars on the Democratic Party for 2024. A massive, massive money lobber, uh, laundering operation has just been broken. Now you can ask the question, where's the laundering? Okay, on this show, like I was saying earlier, on this show, we have asked the question time and time again where is the money going oh it's going to ukraine where is the money going why we're sending billions of dollars to ukraine okay we we that's not like it's breaking news like we've never done that for any other country but we've raised on this show the question in your in your life that you can recall of conflicts Depending on how old you are listening to the show, whether it's Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, Kuwait, Afghanistan, uh, whatever. When in your life have you seen us give money to the country we're trying to help? Okay? We're helping South Korea. We're helping the Vietnamese. We're helping... Uh, well, we're really helping France, but nonetheless. Um, <laughs> we're helping... Uh, the Kuwaitis. We're helping, you know, whatever. When have you ever seen a situation, and I've asked this question a couple of times, where your Speaker of the House, random senators, ran, random Congress people, uh, all these political people and high-profile actors go to the war zone? You know, like I've, I've stated plenty of times, if this is a hot 
war zone that missiles could be dropped at any moment. Why would these people be going there? Why would why would Nancy Pelosi, the number third, three person in charge of this country, be going to a war zone to shake hands with Zelensky? Why would that happen? Because we have said that this is not what it is. The money, it, it was never more interesting to us here at the VTOM show when we would send a package of however, many, however much money to the Ukraine and then we would have an envoy of whoever go to fucking Ukraine a couple of weeks later. And that's when we had said, this is a money laundering situation. They're giving them the money under the guides of war and we're trying to help them. And then all of a sudden, we've had Democratic... I don't even want to say Democratic because there was some Republicans that went. But you'd have these politicians show up for support, you you know, for the support of Ukraine. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So there's a lot more to this story. And uh, it intersects with all the usual cult players from BlackRock to the CIA to the WEF, to various quote-unquote non-profit slush funds. And you notice I've mentioned the Clinton initiative in this. Surely they're still involved. I've been warning for a long time to stay away, <laughs> the hell away from centralized exchange and never leave your wealth parked with them. If your blockchain assets are not decentralized and not held by you, then you are missing the entire point in the purpose of crypto. Um... I don't, I don't really know what to think about crypto personally. Um, I'm more of a situation, and, and Chris will disagree with me, and that's fine, that if you're going to do anything with money or anything like that, you might as well buy gold or silver. And and not, not for nothing, but this past weekend, we were at a little art fair, and the guy there was a guy selling silver. He had silver bars. He had like 10 ounces and 32 ounces. And this is what kills me. This is why you got to be careful when you're buying silver and gold the price right then was $22 now he had a sign up saying the price was $21.58 so he was wrong number one but whatever so I'm thinking okay well he's underselling himself because the price of silver this morning was $22 and it's he's got to post it at $21.58 so I'm going to see how much he's selling this for because if he's selling this silver at cost at what it costs I'm going to buy it and uh so how much you got this 10 ounce um, bar here? How much you want for that? He says uh, $260. I'm like, $260? He goes, yeah. I said, it's $21.58 an ounce. And you're selling it for $26 an ounce? Oh, it's a premium. How's it a premium? The price is the price. You, you don't have the uh, I'm Bob the Silver Seller fucking market price. You know, I was like, a premium? You're, you're, you're overcharging $450 a fucking ounce. You know, so that's why I say be careful when you're going to buy silver, when you're going to buy gold, know the prices, know what you're talking about. I walked away because I wasn't going to give the guy an extra, you know, $50 because he had it. Anyway, um, <laughs> so how allegedly sophisticated head funds and investors at this stage of the game keep falling from these centralized crypto scams is truly baffling. However... What is not surprising in the least is that the Democratic Party is one giant gifting or grifting operation along with their totally illegitimate federal government waging a full spectrum of soft war on 
on us, the people. Um, so <laughs> let me see if this, if it's in here, I'm going to jump to a different article. So, um, the PSYOP Ukraine invasion was, was, uh, a project to induce hyperinflation, take the focus off of the waning pan pandemic and launder all kinds of black ops money back to Washington, D.C. Also involved was FTX. Um, so here's where it gets interesting. So the Ukraine military aid from U.S. was invested into crypto FTX. So the money that the, the government, that our government sent to Ukraine, our money, my money, your money, everyone's money, this is our tax dollars, the billions upon billions of dollars that we sent to Ukraine was then used to buy crypto. Okay, so you could say, well, Don, they wanted to take a billion dollars and make it $2 billion. Okay, fine. But <laughs> that's number one, not what the money was for. It wasn't for you to make more money. We didn't give you money to make more money. We gave you money to take care of your people and to fight your alleged war. Number one, that's what the money was for, not for you to invest it and make more money. But isn't it convenient that this money was given to the Ukraine, and not that Ukraine and the Bidens have had, haven't been integrated before with uh, alleged uh, nefarious uh, situations, right? But nonetheless, we give them billions of dollars. Then Zelensky then, in turn, invests the money into crypto and you can say okay whatever it's not that he invested in crypto it's where he invested it, it to FTX who uh, interestingly enough uh, turned around and then gave the money back to the Democrats so tens of billions of dollars US dollars were transferred to Ukraine and then used FTX cryptocurrency the funds were laundered back to the Democrats so, you know, like I asked, did you ever wonder where all these billions of dollars went? Did you ever wonder why anyone was trusting the elites in U.S. politics like, like the Bidens with billions in funds going to Ukraine? Well, today we find out that these are excellent questions. We've been asking these questions for months now. We have information that tens of billions of dollars were going to Ukraine were actually laundered back to U.S. to corrupt Democrats and elites, not just the Democrats and the parties, but the elites. That's why we said, isn't it interesting how these Democratic lawmakers were going to the Ukraine to a hot war zone, alleged hot war zone, I should say. Not to mention some of these elites, these actors and random fucking people going to Ukraine to a quote unquote hot war zone um, using the FTX cryptocurrency. Now um, the money is gone and FTX is bankrupt. Earlier today, we, 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 you know, as we talked about earlier, uh, that FTX cryptocurrency appeared to be used in a Ponzi scheme involving the Democrats in Ukraine. Uh, the word is out now. The Democrats sent tens of billions to Ukraine and then laundered this money back to Democrats' po uh, pockets and funds in the U.S. Now the company is bankrupt and the funds are nowhere to be found. So let's, let's connect some dots here. So you have... The U.S. government, Biden, senators, congresspeople, whatever, 
approved packages giving billions of dollars, tens of billions of dollars to Ukraine and foreign aid. Then, I would assume, Zelensky then takes said billions of dollars and then, quote-unquote, invests it into crypto. Now, surely, this was a situation where it was like, listen, you're going to take this money, you're going to invest it in this in this particular, it wasn't you, you can't just go wherever. You need to invest it in these people. Then, is it possible? I'm asking a question here. This kid, Sam Bankman Field, fried. I'm sorry, freed. Is it possible that this kid, because he's a kid, um, saw all this money, saw what was going, not so much saw what. I mean, he probably knew what was going on. His mom and dad probably had a lot to do with this what the connections they had. Is it possible that, or probable, that what he did was wanted more of that piece of the pie? So, in turn, to get his payout, he made a shit ton of money, then quote-unquote donated $40, 50000000 million to the Democratic Party, and then dropped a Trojan horse of his own militia into the system in the meantime draining his his uh, customers bank accounts as he hauls ass to wherever i have no idea no one knows where he's at i would assume he's probably in switzerland or something but you know the interesting thing is this so i have a a uh, a little uh connect the dots type thing here I can get this to pull up, make it bigger, but I don't think I'm going to be so lucky. Oh, come on. And go to the old telephone. I'll probably get fucking 26 phone calls when this happens now. <laughs> That's usually what happens. All right. So, uh, Sam Bankman Freight, uh, Freed, right? CEO of FTX, okay? MIT graduate, okay? We have him, his girlfriend, Caroline Ellison. Okay, she was the CEO of Alameda, uh, Alameda, dated Bankman Freed, and she is the daughter of Glenn uh, Elias. Eliasis? Eliason, I'm sorry, I can't read. So who's Glenn Eliason? Well, he's a professor of economics at MIT, where, surprise, surprise, Sam Bankman Freed went to. And he is also the former boss of Gary Gensler. Who's Gary Gensler? Well, Gary Gensler is the current head of the SEC and also a former professor at MIT. So you have two former professors who probably had a lot of dealings with Sam Bankman and surely the one did because he was the father of his girlfriend and then the other one who probably was a was an, what had dealings, personal dealings, with Sam Bankman-Fried, is now the head of the SEC. So, it's interesting how you can connect the dots. His reward is, you know, go ahead and take the money and run. In the meantime, like I said, I played the clip, you have Biden, and everyone's in an uproar over the whole Elon Musk buying Twitter thing. What is that, what is that about? You know, you can say about the free speech, about Republicans, about conservatives, about Christians, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think it has anything to do with Elon per se as much as it does 
his investors, Binance and CZ. Because if Binance is responsible for breaking a lot of this stuff into the public and then causing uh, FTX to go bankrupt, get bankrupt in the meantime while they're fleecing their customers just after the midterm elections where he donated millions of dollars to, to whomever. <sighs> so this was from Alex Berenson on Twitter. So this was on uh, Saturday. So at this early hour, it appears that tens of billions of, of uh, an American military aid to Ukraine, which was allegedly to be used to fight Russia was cash that Ukraine did not use to fight Russia, but instead invested in FTX. And now you might guess from the bankrupt bankruptcy filing, and now it seems all the money is gone. Yes, you read that correct. Instead of using the U.S. military to aid to fight Russia, Ukraine invested part or all of it into FTX, and right now it looks like it's all gone. Democratic donations. Also, at this early hour, it all it now also appears that the chief of FTX sank Sam Blankman, Bankman Freed was the number two donor, blah, blah, blah. We already talked about that. Um, where did it go? Uh, it seems Ukraine was receiving money from the U.S. Ukraine sent it to FTX. Okay, we already talked about this, so I don't need to keep reading that. Um, right, so, yeah, so he did shit, right? Okay, next article. So FTX laundered billions through Ukraine, funnel funds through the Democrats. Let me see. I think this is, I, like I said, I had pulled up about five or six different articles, and I think they all basically say the same. I had one. I just got to find it. I don't know if this is it. Let me read through it real quick. So we already talked about that. FTX imploded after reports it emerged that up to two billion in client funds had vanished from the company's books in recent weeks, according to Coin Telegraph. The disgraced former CEO is held up in the Albany Tower in the Bahamas. There you go. Alongside FTX co-founder Gary Wang and the company's director of engineering, Nishad Singh. It's not clear if Wang, who is FTX chief technology officer, and Singh have also resigned from the position at the crypto trader. Well, I would assume if they're at bankrupt, they're all fucking <laughs> quit. Uh, the same source said that the Bankman Freed is planning to escape to Dubai in the United Arab uh, Emirates, a country with no extradition treaties, as walls close in around him. Now it has emerged that billions of dollars was flowing into Ukraine, was laundered through FTX, and pumped back into Democrats and elites in America using cryptocurrency. Meanwhile, the money is gone. FTX imploded, filed bankruptcy, and Bankman Freed is on the run. Um, okay, so that's pretty much we covered a lot of that already. On to the next article. Bankruptcy court should immediately claw back $40 million. And so they're saying here they should go after uh, the money that was donated, get it back. So uh, let me see if this is the one I wanted to read, I think, here. Uh... So the bad thing is about reading independent journalists is they got a shit ton of fucking ads on their on their on their stuff you're trying to read. You know what I'm saying? And it's like 
It's, it's insane. So here we go. The Democrats are happy to take money from anyone they can. And the Clintons have made their, uh, this their mission. A couple of days before the 22 midterm CEO of crypto FTX saw $6 billion in withdrawals in his crypto or 72-hour period. This led him to try and sell to a Chinese buyer, and it didn't work out. Uh, Sam Bankman-Fried uh, gave Dems over $40 million. This information is available from the FEC. Now it's the, uh, the what is that, the Federal, Federal Elections Commission. So that's, it's not like it's, uh, you know, making up shit here in the D-Time show. That's a, that's a government agency. They, they unwittingly, like we've, <laughs> I've done in the past, we've talked about the stuff that the government buys. They document everything. You just got to go read it for yourself. Uh, so obviously the Clintons were involved. I know that probably comes to a shock to everybody. But I'm going to close out with this. And then, like I said, relatively short show. And uh, you're welcome. So uh, you can thank me later. <laughs> but I want to close out with saying this. Uh, I told you so. I mean, we... <laughs> we sat here and told you that this was coming and that this was a whole laundering situation. You're giving money to a country. You're not tracking it. You're not doing anything. We don't even know if this war is really happening. We, the people, we here, we could, you know, oh, it's really happening, Donna. It was on CNN. Nobody's talking about the fucking war anymore. If this was truly still happening, why aren't we hearing about it on a daily basis like we were in February and March? It's because... Everyone wants to know where the fuck the money's going. But the interesting thing about crypto and these situations is this. You had Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger on crypto back in 2018. And, you know, say what you want about either one of those, those two. But uh, this was, what, four years ago. And they're actually telling some truth here. But I think this was... This was... I mean, say what you want about them. Like I said, Warren Buff, they're smart people. They, they make money, right? You know, if, you're going to listen to them when they talk about money. Uh, this is what they had to say about crypto. There's nothing being produced in the way of value from the asset. That, that, uh, you also have the problem that it draws in a lot of charlatans and that sort of thing who are trying to create various sorts of exchanges or whatever it may be. It, you know, it, it's something where where people who are of less than stellar character see an opportunity to uh, clip people who are trying to get rich because their neighbor's getting rich buying this stuff that neither one of them understands. It will come to a bad ending. Charlie? Yeah. Hey, how about well, that? I like cryptocurrencies a lot less than you do. <laughs> <laughs> and so to me, it's just dementia. And I think the people who are professional traders that go into trading cryptocurrencies, it, it's, it's just disgusting. It's like somebody else is trading turds and you decide I can't be left out. To the extent that this brought, we're being webcast around the world, I hope some of our stuff doesn't translate very well, actually. <laughs> So, I mean, right? Here's the thing about cryptocurrency. I dabbled in it. 
right? I've got hundreds of thousand dollars. I'm I'm rich. I just want to let y'all know. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I did a thing with Doge, Dogecoin, whatever it was called. My son was like, oh, you should do it. You know, put 20 bucks in. So I did. Um, With that 20 bucks, I paid off my house, my cars, um, bought a boat. Um, So say what you want about crypto. No, I'm joking. That's all a joke. I haven't made shit. I've actually lost $20. And I can't say then some because I, I never put any more in. But the money I made, I lost. So nonetheless. Anyway. Here's the thing about cryptocurrency. Whatever flavor you want to call it. If. It's not tangible. It's it's made up currency. Okay. It's kind of like the U.S. dollar. It's made up. It's not backed by anything. Right. Our dollar is backed up by oil. Which Biden said, we're not going to pump anymore. We're not drilling. We're not doing it. So you, there you go. Fuck the dollar. Right. The dollar's made up now. Say what you want. And like I said, me and Chris have had this argument time and time again about silver and gold. But at least it holds a value. Now, his argument, Chris's argument is like, well, if the world goes to shit and da da da, gold ain't more shit. Okay, I get that. But if this country's currency goes to shit, gold's going to be worth a lot. That's, that's the importance. Chris looks at it more from a uh, world domination type money isn't going to matter of any kind. And he's right to the extent of goods and services and bartering is going to be more than gold. If you if you need uh, food for your family and you have, you know, four gold coins, they're not going to give a shit about that. They want something in return. I'll give you some beans for, you know, some ammo or, you know, whatever. You know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know that we're at world domination just yet. Um, But I will say this about everything that's going on right now. The votes, everything that just happened this past week has got me very disturbed as to what the next two years is going to bring us. And say what you want about the voting in these four or five different states, okay? Um, you, if Chris was here right now, he'd say, I told you, I told you it was all bullshit. It's all rigged. It's all this. It's all that. Mike Lindell would tell you the same thing. And a lot of other people would tell you the same thing. And I'm kind of like, eh, you know, eh. but now I'm like, yeah, this is kind of bullshit. It's like they, they did just enough to make sure that the Senate is either going to be 50, 50 or 51, 49. It doesn't really matter. It, realistically, the Herschel Walker Warnock thing doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. What does it matter? Herschel wins. They're 50-50. They still got the split with fucking Kamala. If <laughs> if if Warnock wins, they're 51 to 49. They still have the split. It doesn't fucking matter. Ultimately, they did enough in Arizona, Nevada, and all these these couple of other states. They didn't they didn't make it obvious. The problem is with the, with these these fucking idiots. The problem is this is number one, people are stupid, okay. Number two, people are fucking stupid. <laughs> and what I mean by that is this: people are fucking stupid. Now, um, if you're going to do some erroneous situations to fudge a fucking election, why? 
would you pick the same states? You know, the biggest question has been asked. Florida is the third most populated state in this in this country. Was able to count, what, seven, eight million whatever votes that day. Arizona, two million votes. Still counting. <laughs> Still trying to figure it out. And I just curious, that makes me also curious, is the Blake Master situation. I think his spread was like 30,000 votes or something like that, 35,000 votes, and they declared it for the other lady. But there's still like 200-something thousand votes that haven't been counted yet. So why would you dismiss it already? Ultimately, <coughs> these govern, governor races don't necessarily matter to the, the, the U.S. government. What matters is your senators and your congresspeople. The interesting is going to be to find out is this. I think last time I saw the Republicans had 211, I think it was, congresspeople, and the, the Democrats had 201 and I think you need 218 to to have the majority. And there was still, uh, I think I counted 17, 18 that they haven't figured out yet. So everyone's saying, oh, well, surely seven of those will go to the Republican. Will they? Or will just enough <laughs> go to the Democrats so it's at least one person difference? Watch. You'll see. Because it doesn't matter if Carrie Lake wins or DeSantis wins or whoever wins governor. They don't care about that. They care about the Senate, the Congress, those things. And watch. if What, what do you think the next two years is going to bring to this country? I mean, Biden came out after the election. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday last week. Comes out and says, uh, what are you going to do to change whatever? And he's like, nothing. I ain't doing shit. You know, we're good. Everything's good here. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's nothing to see here. Everything's perfectly fine. Um, and uh, the country's running great, and we're doing great, and you guys are lucky to be a part of it. You know, essentially, it's... it's, it's um, Let me see if this is it here. On, on Georgia, we feel good about where we are. And uh, I know uh, I'm a cockeyed optimist. I understand that from the beginning. But uh, you got cocks I'm not surprised by the turnout. I'm incredibly pleased by the turnout. And I think it's a reflection. That's not the one I was looking for. It's this one. Circumstances. Will I support the proposal put forward by Senators Johnson and the senator from down in Florida to cut or make fundamental changes in Social Security and Medicare? That's not on the table. Okay, that's not that. Uh, what they're cost? Two ten. No, that's not it. That's not it. Oh well, I can't find it. But nonetheless, someone asked him what he was going to do to change stuff over the next two years. He's like, nothing. Everything's good. That's what they think. So if they've done what they've done in these two years, and the the, the people, let's assume, let's just assume for shits and giggles, that the election was legit, nothing was rigged. Everything was kosher, and that the people that voted, voted. Let's just assume that that's the case. I'm not saying that's the case, but just for shits and grins, let's say that's the case. If <laughs> that's the case, how in the hell could you sit there and possibly think that things are going to get better and you would vote for these people? Like It's not like Fetterneck in Pennsylvania, was your current senator. 
you had two new people. I'm not saying that Oz would have been the better choice, but guarantee you, there's. I think there's something going on with this whole Fetterman thing. I think, obviously, he's had a stroke and he's fucked up in the head. He wins, allegedly. And now people are talking about him running for fucking president? Are you serious? You know, it's like... Like I said, if we if we want to have a discussion and say that everything was on the up and up, everything was legit, the the votes were legitimate, everyone da, 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 da. if you want to have that argument, that's fine. My question is this: How? What are these people seeing in their life that would inspire them to vote for these people? What? What could it possibly be? You look at the state of Oregon. The governor wins re-election. Oregon is fucked up place. You look at Arizona. You have two new people running for governor, Carrie Lake and Hobbs. And and this is where I would question that whole election. Hobbs was the secretary of state for the state of Arizona, who is in charge of the voting uh, situation. She is the secretary of state is in charge of voting the the system. In the state. Now, this is a person that barely campaigned. She she pulled a Biden. She barely campaigned. She would not debate. But yet she might win. How is that even possible? How can you live in a state? That would be like living in Florida. Okay? And is everything perfect? No. Is Ron DeSantis perfect? No. Is anyone perfect? No, there's only one person in all of creation that's perfect, right? But <laughs> if you live in the state of Florida, you know exactly what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is how great things have been since for the last, what, year and a half? You know, we, we dealt with a little bit of lockdown. We had a governor that had a brain and said, this is bullshit. This stuff is crap. It's just a cold. We're opening back up. And he did. He stuck to his words. He didn't back up. He didn't get take the criticism and fold. He, he did what he had to do or what he felt was right. Right? So why in this state, if all that happened and everyone, for the most part, is happy in this state, you have those people that voted for Christ because Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Right? But had Christ won... You would have been like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, it wasn't even kind of close. But my point is, is he still got votes. <laughs> so there's still enough people in this state that need to be smacked in the back of the head. But um, if Chris had won, it would have been like, how is that even possible? The last two years have been great in this state, you know, compared to other states in this country. Uh, fortunately, that didn't happen here. But... uh and we could go on about that. There were situations where Biden threatened to send FBI people down to observe polling and stuff like that. And he told him to stay the fuck out. If he, if any FBI agent or government, uh, federal government agency entered any of the polling places in Florida, they would be arrested. Because the states run the votes. The problem with that is you have states like Nevada and Arizona and Pennsylvania and Oregon and so on and so forth that don't have their shit right. But anyway, I'm sure you heard enough about that on other shows. <laughs> but you haven't heard about 
this on other shows, guys. So with that being said, uh, I just want to mention, please, guys, go to our social media, Don't Tread on America on Facebook and Instagram and TickerTalker. And on TickerTalker, you'll see me making drinks, which today I was partaking of a drink told to me by my, my good pal, Christopher J. McGillicuddy. This is called the Grand Old Fashioned. I'm not going to tell you what's in the Grand Old Fashioned because it's mighty tasty. So what I'm going to do is probably in the next day or two, I'll make another TikTok video of me making the Grand Old Fashioned. And uh, at that point, you will find out what is in the Grand Old Fashioned. But not until then. So you'll have to wait. Follow us on TikTok at Don't Tread on America and you'll find out how to make it. And you'll find out how tasty it is. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, follow us on uh, our website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. And uh, make sure you share this with your friends, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please subscribe, share, and uh, tell people how great we're doing. And uh, to get away from current content, I just had to do this because it was breaking. Uh, this week, we're going to get into a new situation, a new series. I don't know how long it'll be, and I'm not even going to tell you what it is. You just have to subscribe, check it out, and listen to the show. With that being said, guys, you have a great day, and I will talk to you again on Wednesday.